Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to episode 56 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. We're here tonight recording on a sweltering evening, it's been absolutely beautiful weather. But alas, the season is over, there's no football to go out and watch in this wonderful weather. Therefore, tonight's a bit of a season finale review. Uh, so we'll be going through all the big finals that have taken place recently, including the, the Champions League final. We'll talk about uh, someone bailing out of Real Madrid, possibly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and our, uh, of course, thoughts on, I think, the keeper, which is the main talking point, along with a certain Spanish defender who maybe broke Egyptian hearts everywhere. <laughs> uh, we'll also be covering the big Scottish, or the... Oh, would they call it the the wealthiest game in Scottish football, the Scottish playoff? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> they say that the English Championship playoff is that, so perhaps the same for Scotland. So we'll be talking about Livingston and their uh, triumphant return. Also, we'll be covering some news, especially surrounding their manager, David Hopkin, and his possible uh, destinations, along with the big transfer stories as usual. I'll also tell some tales about the Scottish Women's Cup final that I went to. I've been uh, quite taken by women's football recently, um, as well as the, the football that's been played on the park. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, joining me for this evening's festivities, we have managed to drag him out of the bar from <laughs> Saturday. Was it Sunday evening? Saturday uh, evening. Saturday, though, Saturday yeah. evening. After the Champions League. Watching the Champions League final. Waylaid for at least two days now. It is our <laughs> Spanish football expert, conveniently for this evening. It is Darren Gibson. Hello, Paul. Oh, you recovered now? Yes, just just in the moment. Podcast especially delayed <laughs> for Darren over here. And it is committed Falkirk fan and future season ticket holder after his reminder this week, Andrew Menzies. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Have you committed? Uh, not quite. We'll no. see who we end up with. We'll see what the slogan is. Is that what's going to convince you? No, it's, it's my town. It's my town? No, my team. All oh, right. My they're, team. they're based around people that work within the team. Like uh, basically, people. That, well, I work with them. They seem they've not spoken to me. Well, no, but like they put like people's faces, so like long-term season ticket holders, people that just help out the club. Like there's like it's like like they took like a young boy, <laughs> a young boy like future goalkeeper, and then like super mum. It's just like they're trying to make it more of a community thing because we don't have a poster boy. Well, you know my number, Falkirk. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, of course, your final host is me. It is the voice for uh, and face for radio only. It seems since Falkirk won't pick me for their marketing campaign. Of course, Paul Menzies. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Like and subscribe if you enjoy. And anyway, I think we'll just get straight into it. Grand. So, first thing we'll start with this week, we're just going to fire off some uh, news stories. Yep. I think not a huge amount happening in Scottish football, truth be told. A uh, couple of wee bits. Jamie McLaren today called up for the Australia squad. Finally. Uh, at long last, I think they've been ooing and eyeing back and forth about it. Uh, which I think takes our tally of Scottish Premiership footballers at the World Cup to two. Rogic. Um, is Rogic Rog- there? Rogic, is Rogic there. will be Rogic, there, yeah. McLaren. I'm missing one. Uh, Dembele go no. Dembele, oh, Dembele's not. Oh, he was in. No. It's just the two. I feel like Celtic have got a weird. Israel's not in it, are they? Not to my knowledge, no. If they are, they'd Sweden's be Sweden. Sweden, Lustig. Yeah. There you Lustig. go. Lustig. There we go. There you go. Three people. Between <laughs> <laughs> the three years ago. Yeah. Football manager uh, experts here. Uh, so three. It's uh, very exciting, Andrew. Uh, another player at the World Cup. Whoop whoop. Do you know you're sporting it? <laughs> yes. I've got, in the sweepstake, I have got Belgium. 
See, that's always the outsider shout, and they always yeah. just absolutely pan. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll take it. Is Denier going? Oh, no, we don't have Denier anymore. Is Boyata will be going, won't he? Boyata is actually there. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is on the team. Let's stop. We keep adding to our <laughs> tally of things we currently don't know. So that was very exciting. Also, uh, promoted Livingston manager David Hopkin uh, on the look for a new manager's job. The same week that Jack Ross accepted the Sunderland job uh, at Sunderland. <laughs> four, four times the money or something. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Darren. Let's, <laughs> thanks for digging me out that hole. So four times the money. I think his first signing looks to be John McGinn for three million. I think they're quite happy to offer that. Mm. Uh, bit of a long-term project there, don't you think? I'd say so, yeah. I can see why he's went to Sunderland. I think he was rumoured to be going to Ipswich originally. Mm. Um, but I guess in terms of like geography and it's closer to Scotland, so if he wants to stay in Scotland, he can. <laughs> if, he he can kinda, if he wants to, you know. But, uh, if he wants to he take the actually, motorbike, drive it over the fence, he can. Yeah, he's got that option with Sunderland, I suppose. It's not too far away, but. Yeah. I, think I don't know. It's one of these it's guaranteed success in League yeah. One, you would hope and you would imagine. Uh, I think a lot of dead would to be cleared out there, but he did the same sort of job at St Mirren, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think they've got new owners at Sunderland too. Uh, new chairman. New chairman, yeah. is that what it's? Well, hopefully he can get that turned around. I'm a big admirer. But of course, that leaves a spare seat uh, at St Mirren. A uh, number of names been rumoured with this. I think today we had some comments on the Sofa Manager Instagram page. Follow if you if you fancy. <laughs> um, about Paul Lambert possibly uh, interviewing for that, that seat. Yeah. Uh, be interesting. Could he pull off a Steve Clark story again? Or I believe he could. As long as he doesn't take own coils outlook on it. Well, I, I know that uh, Stoke have released Darren Fletcher and Charlie Adam. So could we see Charlie Adam made his name at Sun? No, was it Kilmarnock who was on loan to? Uh, no idea. I think Charlie Adam might have made his name. I think he was. Uh, yeah. It was either St Mirren or Kilmarnock. I forget. Some intelligent yeah. personal <laughs> correct me in the comments. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, a few other names associated. We've got uh, Robbie Nielsen. Uh, fresh off his spell with MK Dons, didn't really. He did yeah, dreadful. He done. Uh, he done but that was a sinking ship. Those MK Dons are not exactly the most popular or favourable club in England, are they? Well, legend Peter Pollitt, a star player, indeed, along with ex Falkirk player Conor McGrandles, um, and Aberdeen star Nicky Maynard amongst their former. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's quite a big club, though, you know, in League One, quite a nice wee stadium there. Well, it's not actually where it should be, though, is it? No. But anyway, I thought he was a good manager with heart. Yeah, yeah. but he, he, he never took off MK and Donzo, did he? But no. again, Scottish League's different. and He's got more chance of doing a better job in Scotland, definitely. And he's cheaper than Lambert, I'd say. That is, yeah, that's another point I was going to say. Well, I don't know, bars are raised. It's a second candidate, probably my favourite for the job, Jim Goodwin. Followed exactly the same path as Jack Ross did well, if he got the job to St Mirren management in that St Mirren player for a stint. Um, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Went on to manage Aloha and then back to St Mirren. So almost a carbon copy if they, if they wanted one. <laughs> uh, it was there. Aloha obviously riding high. Uh, Aloha. Uh, supposed to be a Hawaiian-themed away show at some point. Come on. Ride the wave, lads. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Um, with them up in the championship as well. So it would be a great opportunity for him. Um, and he's done quite well with them. Yeah, he has actually. Beating Wraith Rovers shockingly, despite finishing yeah, 20 exactly, points yeah, behind yeah. them. Uh, so that would be very interesting. And also, of course, David Hopkin, uh, the hot property at the moment, the Livingston manager. Uh, he has been touted by none other than St Mirren, 
Carlisle United, which I thought was an oh, interesting I heard one. that one. Yeah. And rather ambitiously, Greenock Morton. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently he's been Maybe talking not. to all three. There's one of these teams that I'm not entirely sure <laughs> why he's giving the time of day. Uh, and that is, of course, Carlisle United. No. <laughs> Greenock Morton. I don't even know why Greenock Morton are throwing their name at the hat there. It's. No. I feel like they've not, but like someone else has. Apparently they have. I think they're but... being a bit ambitious. But, you know, Hopkins done a terrific job on a shoestring budget. If you're him, you stick with Livingston? Do you go to St Mirren? Or maybe take your chances down south? What do you guys think? I throw it out to you. Yeah, I think it's working out quite well from it. Livingston, so I think he should just stick there. Yeah. I, I would hate to see him move to St Mullen and then it all goes wrong for him, you know. I think because he's been there, it's a couple of years he's been there now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. At Livingston, years. so he's he knows how the club works, and I think it would work out well for him getting promoted, obviously. And I think the team will be behind him. Obviously, it could change quite a bit over the summer uh, coming up. Hashtag be the roar. <laughs> um, but he's had a great achievement there, he's done really well with uh, the budget they had last season. Really good job. Um, so hopefully I'd quite like to see him stay at Limston to be honest Stock is very very high and I think people are looking for these motivators <laughs> i.e. people who get performances at a cheap player <laughs> Yeah that's right uh, uh, yeah. I think that's what everyone's looking for I think hence why you know Jack Ross, David Hopkins these names are being bounced about What would you do Andrew and David Hopkins situation? I'd say 100% don't go, don't go to Carlisle Right Because Rory Lai played with them Um <laughs> I definitely say stick. great, such as Lee Miller as well. Don't forget. Yeah, but Lee Miller's a hero. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's all you have to so say. So stay with him at Livy. Yeah, but I'd, I'd say he has to stay with Livingston because some. If you look at the players St. Mirren's got, they are better. But does it fit the way that he's played at Livingston? Because St. Mirren are not big. They're not a big team. Like, they're a big air team. Than no, 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 no. I'm, I mean, in the sense of player wise, because the way he played football with Livingston. Was it they were they've got a big team and two wee guys behind Lee yeah, Miller? Yeah. So it's the way that they played football. It did suit him then, but I don't know. He'd have to adapt if he had to go to someone. But you know, maybe a better team, better players, bigger club, less likely to go down in the first season. It's a risk, and with the fan base and things at Livingston, you know. Is there going to be an admin, what number three or something or two? <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, someone's attendance was well. I yeah. think their away attendances no. were stronger than Livingston's home. Yeah, to be fair, Livingston's <laughs> home, I think every time I went to the stadium, there was more away fans than home fans. Yeah. Yes. There was always one person with a wee... Like, you know how you usually get, like, horns at games or something? Uh-huh. The wee yeah. hooters. You know what they had? Oh. The, the, wee, the wee squeezy horn oh, things. Those, those like, squeezy hooters. Uh-huh. Every, every time a goalkeeper went to take a goal kick, you just like... Uh-huh. <laughs> Reminds me of the Motherwell Gold song, which I... Heard over and over at Hamden when they played Aberdeen. It's like a chicken clucking thing. It's really weird. Gives me cringe every time I hear it. But we will come back to Livingston's success a bit later on. But of course, the major news of this week the only Champions League fixture to be played on a Saturday the final in Kiev, Real Madrid against Liverpool. Final score 3 1. Uh, first of all, how did we watch the game? And what surroundings were we in? Because this is a special occasion. So <laughs> you want to watch it in the best conditions possible. So where were you for the final, Andrew? I was in work, surrounded by old people that didn't really care about it, so I was watching it on a laptop. There you go. <laughs> the romantic nature of the Champions League. Three that, people in our work, all crowded around this laptop. <laughs> that and, is commitment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did screw a few times, which probably wasn't the best thing for a customer experience, but... <laughs> 
Brought people together, which was the main thing. Darren, where were you? Uh, I was in Sportsters on oh, Falkirk. Don't, know, don't name it. We don't want to <laughs> plug it and claim in any way, shape or form that we're associated with this <laughs> hellhole. Lattice Pint and Falkirk. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're never getting There was a few, to be fair. Oh, so you were, you were a few pints under. Uh, yes, I was, safe to yeah. say. Uh, what was the atmosphere like in there? Pretty good. It was. It was really busy, actually. To be honest, there was a few Liverpool fans out there, eh? so um, obviously with them being in the final, I think it brought more people out. I've been there a couple of times for the Champions League final, but that was definitely the most busy I've seen it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, no glory hunting Real Madrid fans. <laughs> thankfully enough, uh, me, I was in the caravan, so I had free-to-air television, which of course the Champions League final wasn't broadcast. On. <laughs> We went up to, I think, BT, show, BT Showcase, which All is our right, free yeah. view, so I thought, oh, there could be a chance here to show some games on there. And it just referred you to the YouTube app, and I was like, brilliant, I've got barely any phone signal. I forgot about that, it's on YouTube. So I had to watch the kind of line by line and sort of create my own narrative before I watched the highlights, I think at half ten uh, at night. But what remarkable highlights there were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what shall we go for first? I think you start with the positives and then go to the negatives. So... I think, uh, I mean, are we big fans of Real Madrid at this table? No, no, I'm not. No. Okay. So what I, I what I termed this as as Real Madrid's jammiest ever campaign. I yeah. think they were very lucky to get through three or four fixtures. You know, Bayern Munich played much better. Yeah, than and Real I think Madrid. it was the same against Juventus, really. Same and against then. Juventus. Yeah. Um, and again, they were quite lucky in the final. I thought. I mean, if they never subbed on Gareth Bale. <laughs> I think it could have been a slightly different story. It, it could have been a different game. And if Mo Salah was still on the pitch, you never know. Well, so. Let's talk about Mo Salah, Darren. <laughs> you know, Sergio Ramos is not without controversy. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I see him a lot watching, like, obviously La Liga. He does this yeah. week in, week out in La Liga. So <laughs> I wasn't surprised, but I don't know what your thoughts were on it. But I thought it was quite intentional. Like, so. I was waiting for someone to snap him in two. <laughs> I, I think he was very clever with how he did it. Not that yeah. this justifies it being correct at all, but it, it is very cruel and malicious, uh, you know, to do that to a player. However, it wins you the game. And yeah. love it or hate it, you know, they aren't in it to play pure football. And I think we saw that on the night. Mm. They're in it to win that match. And that's exactly what injuring Mo Salah did. Because as soon as that happened... Did you see Smirk after uh, Salah went off? It was like, well, that's the game well changed now. Yeah. Band, like the Ronaldo wink and... Ah. Just... Do that on a night out and you get put in the cells for a night. <laughs> but you see, it was even when Sani hit him in the face. That's <laughs> right, actually. Yeah. Quite rightfully. And they all burst to the referee. And the referee wasn't going to do anything about it. He chased me and I thought, this... This is horrible, absolutely horrible. It's petulant and it's just ridiculous. So, what did, what did you make of the incident, Darkus? Uh, well, I'm I'm not surprised because Ramos does do it a lot. Like, so it's the sort of the way he plays. Don't get me wrong; I think he's a good mm-hmm. footballer, but there's far too much of that. He does that pretty much every game. Eh? He's ruined so, two Champions League finals, in my opinion. He's won them both. Yeah, but the the issue I have is like, well, you had the Juventus one. Who, where he got Quadrado sent off for him diving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was, again, they were already, what was it, 2-1 up, 3-1 up? Was it? I think 3-1 up, yeah. 3-1 up, yeah. and then, then it just decided to dive, which, when you're 3-1 up, what's the need? But right there and then, like, it's, well, I mean, it took the sting out of the game once he got Salah off, but then I think there was just a moment where Liverpool all got angry. Like, they were not stunned anymore, and then that's when Manny got the goal. Mm. But then... Not long lived. Well... 
<laughs> I mean, Gareth Bale. <laughs> I mean, the, wow. The the second goal, Gareth Bale's. Why he even decides to do that, I don't know. And this was similar to like didn't Casemiro score an absolute roaster last year? Well, yeah. if you look at Ronaldo, it, this Ronaldo, Ronaldo scored one one against Juventus. It was an overhead kick. Ah, uh-huh. and then Gareth Bale did it. It was in the same. It was in the same minute. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. Yeah. So both of, both of the Champions League final same I don't see any spooky conspiracy theories. Um, Everybody's been talking about that. But an absolutely stunning goal from Bale. Oh, he could take anything away from that. It was outstanding. Now, similar to the final in Cardiff last year, he came on for Isco, who I think he's just constantly been battling with to get yeah. in that first Esco's team. Isco's been a wee bit aye, in and out of the team, but I think I think both of them actually might be looking for new clubs in the summer. But it d- depends what actually happens if Sedan stays. But I think he will after Zidane the Champions will League. Stay. He's not yeah. going anywhere. Sedan's no. come under a lot of pressure. I've seen he has. A lot of chat. I, to be honest, I think if they'd lost the Champions League final, then his his job could have been it mm. in threat. But they did come out with comments saying we don't have the bottle. Like the chairman was saying that, well, the president was saying that they don't have the bottle to go and sack Sedan. So we need no. to walk away. Because obviously he's a legend at oh, Real Madrid yeah. and in football terms too. So I think he strikes me. He strikes me as a very quiet guy. You know, he's not leading from the front. He very much kind of lets the team go out and do its own thing. Which yeah, when you've got a team of that quality, when you've got a team like Real Madrid, I think yeah. people like Marcelo. I've never been a big fan of, but I think he's just one of the world's best. Well, right and going forward, yes, not in terms of defending. Defending wise, no. Defenders, when you've got Sergio <laughs> Ramos just getting the world's best players injured and, and sent off at yeah. all occasions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Bale and Ronaldo in their comments after the game, you know, Bale coming out saying it, it was it, it was great to be part of this. So he was speaking yeah. in the past tense. Mm. Ronaldo making no bones about his. Ronaldo as does well. this every season though. <laughs> he's done it the last three seasons and he's still there. And <laughs> I'd be very surprised if he left. But Gareth Bale, more likely, this is the first time that Gareth Bale has actually said that he would look for a new club. Every oh, he, time every time he's been asked a question, he said, I love playing yeah. at Real Madrid, I want to stay at Real Madrid. This is the first time he's actually said the opposite. Yeah, he needs to. So, and he it, said it right what? after they won the Champions League final, so that's well, what, four, a bit of a surprise. Was it three, three, four times? What? Bale. How many times he's, he's won the Champions won the League? Champions League. He's yeah. won the Champions League three times. Three times, yeah. Ridiculous, you forget. Which is three seasons in a row. Yeah. Um, but if Ronaldo were to leave... Does that leave a space in the team for someone like him, and perhaps for him to become the main man and the starter every week in life? I think yeah. ba- I think Bale's kind of done with Real Madrid now, though. Because if you looked at him when he played with Wales, but th- no, but this is this, this this is where it comes in. It when he played with Spurs and when he played with Wales, he yes. was the main man. They let him do whatever he wanted. People play around him. He didn't get that at Real Madrid. I think he wants that back. I think the thing about Bale compared to some other footballers is he can win games by himself. Yeah. Do I think Ronaldo can do that? Not all the time. You know, Portugal have won that. Seen, have you not that... seen his penalty? 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 <laughs> penalty? <laughs> what penalty? He always takes like in the Champions League final. He scored a penalty. He went absolutely nuts, even though he did nothing. Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, Portugal won the Euros without him, and I think mm. even Messi doesn't win games by himself. I think Messi used to win games by himself. I think both. Well, of no. Them well, did, Messi but still just can. Not as much. Yeah. He's done it this year. I don't, I've not seen a lot of Barcelona this year. Yeah. Since we told. Uh, he's done a lot in the league. The one thing I would say for Gareth Bale is he's not had a lot of game time in La Liga this season, which is a bit different from previous seasons. Nuts. Hence another reason why he might be wanting to leave the club. Because he did say that after the, after the Champions League, I think, that he said that he wants to be at a club that's going to get game time. So, so that's probably they, another reason. Where do they go? 
Well, he has been rumoured to go to Bayern Munich. That was the original first story. He could be a good I think would be a better, yeah, yeah it'd be a better fit than what the stories have been the last few days about Man United, mm-hmm. because I see Bayern Munich style of football being playing better there well, than yeah. what he would actually at Man United uh, with Josie. No, I I think Josie's way of football is especially these days it's very anti-football offensive. To be honest, football, he just strikes yeah. me as completely miserable. Uh, what about Ronaldo, Andrew? Where does he? Uh, well, uh, nostalgic-wise, people would want him to go back to Manchester United. Not no. with not with Mourinho because he clearly clashed with him at Real Madrid. I think for me, you know, you have to ask yourself what challenges are left. Yeah, Paris Saint-Germain haven't won the Champions League. And he won't, he won't do think, a PSG. I well, think, if he does do a yeah. PSG, Neymar goes other way. I don't think Neymar would play for Real Madrid. Neymar's come out and said he wants to play under Pep Guardiola. Ah, he said that recently, yeah. Um, you know, so whether some sort of triangular deal could be put together involving... Mm. Uh, could be. I, I think it'll be an interesting summer, to be honest. Aguero going... Yeah. Because we, well, we've not spoken about it as well. Benzema getting miraculous. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, not really spoke about the goalkeeper it either. Was akin, <laughs> it was akin to... I would cast your minds back to, I think, 2000 and... 7 2008 season when or 2006 2007 when Alan Combe threw a football against oh. Darren Mackey's back <laughs> and it bounced off that, that was that was amazing to be Aberdeen fair. against Kilmarnock Apatodri he threw it against Darren Mackey's back and it went in this was this was worse <laughs> this was worse uh, Champions League final yeah, yes I'd say so <laughs> now, the, the thing I would say about this is everyone on the night you know, has to raise their game to their absolute best. And I think we could argue that most of the players on their park on the park did that. Yeah. You know, they were playing at their absolute best. It was unfortunate Adam Lallana had to come on, but <laughs> anywho. Carius was perhaps the only one not to deal with the pressure, perhaps as well as his teammates. Would, would that be a kind thing to say? Yeah, well, I'd say so. Just a little. It was fantastic for the bookies. Saved them a lot, wouldn't he? Well <laughs> uh, the spirit of Jamie Langfield obviously took over. <laughs> and you know he'd, he'd put the the gloves in oil and I think the first goal he's actually quite unlucky throwing it against Benzema's boot he's not unlucky 9 times out of 10 that misses stupid 9 times out of 10 that misses because can't allow that to happen I'm sorry, can't allow if, it to happen if you're nervous like in a Champions League final of course you're going to be nervous you take your time you let people regroup I know they play counter-attack in football but no one was up and there was no need in him doing that and it wasn't as if Benzema wasn't in his line of sight but did he lose that final for Liverpool? Yes. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cruel, it's cruel <laughs> to pin him on it, but you have to, because the players did their, like they did what they had to do in the park. Mm. And did, did they make a, mad, like, a fantastic save? No. Uh, the one thing yeah, I would say is that he's, when you look at, obviously, the big clubs in Europe, they've all got a big-name, world-class goalkeeper. <sighs> and Liverpool... Yeah, it's just not even you're looking at like the backup goalkeeper. I mean, you've got Mignolet there, it's, it's hardly the former uh, Sunderland. I know. So, and then to be honest, probably one of the ex Aberdeen players, is Jones, eh? He's there, I'm sure. He's oh, probably, he's, he's probably he's like one he's, of the best. He's in Danny Holland. Ward. Oh, oh Dan- Danny Ward. Aye, oh, Ward, right. aye, yeah. I think he's on their books somewhere. He's probably the best goalkeeper, but he, he would have done a better <laughs> job. <laughs> ah, Shame yeah. he saved penalties to take them into the uh, penalties to take. Was it Huddersfield into the Premier League? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, 
shame people don't get these chances. I think uh, Jack Butlin's rumoured to be on quite a good deal because Stoke have gone down. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I think they need to stop going on players that have proved themselves at smaller clubs. Because if you look at the likes of like, the, the, you want no, the people that prove themselves at bigger clubs. Yo, yes, because just a if, you, if you if you look at like, going to sell you their good goalkeeper. This is like, no, but like if you look at Pickford, they went to Everton. He's not great, is he? Simon Mignolet Ever- they got him from Pick- Sunderland Everton when were... and Liverpool though no but like if you, if, if you look at it Mignolet came from Sunderland small team he made a lot of saves in that season like you know what we'll take a chance on him and then it's just, it just keeps going around in that circle well Scott Bain is available Liverpool no it's not five year deal they've, Celtic they've missed out on Jack Hamilton um, so <laughs> Craig Gordon who nearly got the uh, on the Chelsea bench but we still saw uh, Jurgen Klopp in good spirits <laughs> celebrating S- with the fans in the morning or something like that. I don't know why he was doing that like he might as well he's don't lost know. I think six major finals in a row that's the one thing yeah uh-huh. uh, I'd be pretty distraught although I think he's taken Liverpool further than anyone could have expected yeah. and this is the greatest success Liverpool have had in- what, what did you actually think of Liverpool on the night were you a bit disappointed a bit on it or? I'd say they were right they, uh, they didn't come across too badly in the highlights but you know losing three goals you're never going to win a final yeah Yes, you can put two of those I, down at the keeper, but... Yeah, I think Mo Salah going off was a bit of a turning point too. Well, they lacked, like, you know, the even the third bail goal is a ridiculous strike. from yeah. The second bail goal is a ridiculous strike. Mm. They lack that long-range finishing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what did Firmino really contribute? He, he was quiet, on yeah. the night? And, you know, I think Sani was a bit the only one that was fired up. Manny. Yeah. Sani. Sani. Sorry. Manny. Sani's doing well. Um, <laughs> I think Manny was about the only one fired up Robertson looked very very committed and again he, was, uh, he had a great challenge towards the end of the game he uh, played really well I know you don't feel the same but I, I thought a few I times thought he played well he was over committed I, I thought he played well and he did expose them to quite a lot especially Martin someone like Ronaldo but I guess that's what's going to happen in a final I mean if you say expose them to quite a lot if you look at what they were exposed to and what they conceded he clearly never exposed them to very much because if yeah, he exposed them to he, quite a lot, there would be a lot more than that. He could have done on a few occasions. Yeah. He could have done on a few occasions had Ronaldo been actually firing on all cylinders. That so year. Ronaldo was playing left wing. Robertson was playing left back. Yeah. No, Ronaldo. No, he was playing right. left striker. Well, he was on the left side of the park. He was oh, on the right every time I saw him sprinting by Robertson. On your highlights. <laughs> oh, that's what I saw. <laughs> BT Sport, if you want me to see it, put it on BT Showcase. <laughs> that's all that I'm saying. I thought Andy played well. Gone are the days of Sky Sports and ITV. You forget about that, don't you? <laughs> anyway, I think that about uh, rounds off our Champions League coverage. Who's going to win it so. next year, lads? Hopefully not real. <laughs> Celtic. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and Rangers will storm through the first Europa League qualifying round to reach the final as well, I'm sure. Oh, no. <laughs> we shall wait. We'll see how the progress is. I'm going to tip <laughs> PSG. <laughs> oh, do they need their corn? Anyway, I'm going to tip PSG because I like them. Darren, you're going to tip Barcelona? Uh, hopefully, yeah. There you yeah. go. Quite right. <laughs> we'll just all go for our favourite teams. Anyway, to the next piece, and again, the most lucrative game in Scottish football. Uh, Livingston have been promoted to the Premiership in what was, well, kind of not a surprise, I suppose, after the first leg. But overall, if you go back to our season predictions and things, it's a massive surprise uh, that Livingston have gone up to the Premiership. And there must be a lot of scorning faces at the likes of Dundee United. Um, especially <laughs> thinking we I'd say so they must have had four or five times the budget this season and have spent oh 
probably millions of pounds more than Livingston in the last two years to achieve nothing. Um, <laughs> Falkirk as well after a number of attempts. Um, so no, very exciting for Livingston uh, and their fan base. Uh, did we see any of the matches at all? Uh, I, I never seen the full game, but uh, I, I seen most of the first half and a wee bit of the second half. Um, but I was I was quite impressed. I, I think Livingston were very much in control of the game. Absolutely. I, I think Partick did create um, a few chances, but they never looked like they were going to take them. Penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and Missed that just penalty. yeah, that just uh, kind of summed up their ah, day. I felt, but good old salmon flops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it was actually good to see quite a competitive uh, playoff fixture because over the last few years, uh, you know, the teams have been worlds apart. Well, probably not Dundee United Hamilton, uh, but I, I yeah. revisited some of the the former games recently just to try and remember. And highlights are hard to come by. But I came across those Motherwell Rangers fixtures. Ah, right, yeah. And Rangers just got annihilated. Oh, the Dutch, yeah, yeah. By Motherwell. And it's it's interesting, you look back, and there's names you almost forget, like Lionel Ainsworth oh, I, was a yeah, big yeah. star for Motherwell. They had a few other good players uh, in there as well. But Rangers, Vuc- Vucicic. Oh, the boy from Newcastle. Aye. Oh, yeah. And you're going, yeah. what? And then I Nick, forgot about him, yeah. I think Nicky Law was in the team and... Chris Boyd had finally got in, despite the fact he's now the Premiership striker of the season, could barely get a run in the Rangers. Did they not still have John Daly? Was it Daly? Uh, they still have them at that point, no? He wasn't really playing. I mean, it was just the fact he used to play from centre-back to striker. They used to switch <laughs> him, which was a joke. Well, but they got absolutely annihilated. Uh, the only other uh, playoff success we've seen in recent times, obviously, Hamilton uh, coming back against Hibernian. Antoine Coury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People like McCann, Antoine Coury. A fantastic finish from Jason Scotland. Ah, right, yeah. Um, oh, I remember that, actually. Aye, who'd come back from his kind of feats down south. Uh-huh. Um, who else is it? Louis Longridge uh, was playing quite well for <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, now a Falkirk player. But it's interesting, a lot of the Hamilton names are still there. Uh, Hibernian. Oh, who's the blonde boy? I forget. There's Jason a... Cummins? No, not Joe. But Jason Cummins was playing. Was yeah, he so playing? I didn't realise he was part of that kind of last... Uh, Ryan McGivern, I think it was his name. Uh, the blonde boy. So a few blasts from the past there, but again, such a. But then the the, the difference there. Both competitive games. Whereas when we saw Falkirk play Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. not competitive games. They were no. very well, much annihilated. The, the first first game was no. The first game was dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> they got so jammy it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then even Dundee United Hamilton was just two teams that were totally goosed uh, and over the line. And the argument we've had. In recent years, was is that playoff structure fair? Uh, because not many teams have been going up through it, and and Livingston have kind of. I mean, it's obviously not fair, but it's fair for the team that are meant to come down. Well, I, I... it favours them significantly, which is not a wrong. Like it's not wrong, but I'm not going to say it's right. <laughs> so what are you going to say? Well, it's it's good for the SPFL because you usually keep the teams with the bigger attendances up. Mm. But if they like, if you go like, but the thing is, you can't really base it off attendances. No, you can't, Andrew. Unfortunately, which Falkirk likes to do sometimes because we're yes. in the top ten. <laughs> what do you think of the structure, Dan? Do you think it's? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's. I was just pleased to see that it actually happened because it's been a long time. The last <laughs> couple, last couple, last couple of years, just like in terms of how the structure is, that we were obviously saying this time last year. I think we said that. Don't, they don't need to change it, but obviously um, it's 
it is kind of done the job in terms of giving us a bit of hope that that can actually happen. Gives us if, a bit of fun if it's as well. the right the right team, yeah. Um, I think it's a fantastic occasion at the end of the season. You know, the weather was absolutely stunning for both of these fixtures. It yeah. was, uh, yeah. um, and it was it was a great watch. I watched the game at the Ammonville. You know, really big turnout for Livingston, who opened all four stands. <laughs> uh, I've seen something. In a remarkable move First there. time, though. And I know there's been a lot of local community bars around season ticket holders. They sold off kits for a tenner. All right. Just before the game, so we might be seeing a few more Levy fans, you know. Darren and I work in the region. Uh, where the <laughs> yeah, it's good for us, I suppose. Yeah. Operates. But, you know, the people that work around us, you know, wouldn't even blink at Livingston, and yet the whole town uh, were talking about it. And I think it's interesting in that... You know, seeing all these cup finals recently, even like, you know, the FA Vaz and things like that, you think, you know, what do football teams actually mean? And it's just a bit of pride in your local community. Like, yeah, people yeah. like to to think they're great. <laughs> and I think <laughs> the football teams help them do that. And I've seen a lot of uh, hashtag totes emosh, Livingston fans, you know, like have been fans through an administration. <laughs> and I remember winning the cup and... You know, Hoppy's army and stuff like that. So it's been it's been really good to see. And I think Livingston are really kind of tight knit. Uh, in terms of my thoughts on the playoffs, I think uh, for me it's always been a privilege because you know we've always had only one team go up. So I think you have to earn that, right? Yeah. And we see that the system, you know, can work. Mm. You know, if your team is capable of it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you know Paul Hartley and uh, Jabal Laszlo, however much longer he's there, I'll give uh, a phone call <laughs> to David Hopkins wherever he lands uh, as to how you actually achieve playoff success because it's become such a routine of, of none of us going up recently. All right, Paul Hartley will get us there. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Not even the playoffs, we're just going straight up. <laughs> straight up. Listen to our predictions in the sexiest team of 2019 season <laughs> review uh, as of last week. So, no, hugely exciting for Livingston. I think it's great to get some fresh blood. Uh, in the Premiership, and they're going to be in FIFA next season. Aye, that's true. Which yeah. will be the first time ever. Well, the first time in my living memory. Yeah. Because the, my first FIFA was FIFA 06, and they weren't in that. They may well have been. But they're not in. When was, the, when was the last time they were? They wouldn't have been in 08, no. Sure. Yes. When was the last time they were in the Premiership? Well, top league. Good ten years anyway. They might have been, because they were definitely up there and about. You got your phone on you, Andrew? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're not going to look it up then, are you? Uh, I will look that up later. Yeah. Well, how many stars do we think they'll get whilst them? Um, what if they're going on to FIFA? Uh, well, they are going on to FIFA. <laughs> I don't think they'll even give them a half star. One and a half. <laughs> Actually, no, they'll give them one star just for Lee Miller. One star for getting up. Imagine his ultimate team car. Imagine if we got an inform though. I would we got really his, love like, that. If we got his glory days car. Um, it it would be quite remarkable. Um, oh, it's going to be between one and a half and two stars. I think. I think I'd it's going say to be so. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of that news, the Premiership is going to be in Pro Evolution Soccer next year. The Scottish oh, I had, Premiership. I had heard that. Oh, Just it's quite interesting because they were uh, Livingston appeared from FIFA two thousand and two up to FIFA two thousand and six. Actually 12, 12 years. 
We'll need to go back and assess the, their, their team ratings because that could be the likes of Robert Snodgrass. Which <laughs> 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 could be quite interesting when we throw back. But Pro Evolution Soccer has been quite good for like the modding community and stuff. Yeah. For Scottish, they've tried to put like stadiums and stuff in. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, I'd love an authentic Scottish Premiership game. <laughs> yeah, going th- right that, through that, the championship. Work your way up through the Lowland League. <laughs> Make it like... These career modes are far too glamorous these days. I want, I want the bleak... Like two-footed challenges without getting a booking, <laughs> trying to get Spartans or oh, who could be worse or um, Fort William. Fort William, <laughs> right? yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think their team rating would be negative four. <laughs> <laughs> Almost went bust. Uh, run, but they did. Oh, they I did know. struggle, aye, but they they, they, they were looking were... for volunteers to keep it going. Well, but they were trying to re what was it register for the league, but they didn't know if they're going to. I think they. I think they are. Yeah, no, they've, they've re-registered now, but right. keep on going, it's nice to see. <laughs> uh, speaking of top-level football, though, I was, of course, at the women's final. It was oh, yes. kind of the League Cup. They call it the SWPL final because they play a cup in the divisions because there's such a, a gap between them. Uh, right. So you would have seen, if you were following us on the Sofa Manager Instagram, some score updates, which was a mad idea to do on this day because <laughs> I never had my head out my phone. Hibernian won this 9-0. Did any of us see this on Alba? Nope. Alba. I actually did watch a wee bit of it. Did you just, see me? Just in between the living game. See me in the background, Dan? Uh, I, I did look out, but I couldn't see you. Sofa manager scouts, if you look at the background, you can see me with my... I've got my hand on my waist, you know, elbow out, <laughs> looking very authoritative, as I do in the position I hold. You are just posing for the camera, weren't you? <laughs> well, apparently heading the phone a lot, which you could see because of nine goals. Um... <laughs> So I tweet in if you do spot us in the background. I'm in a purple jumper. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what I look like. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the women's football I went to see this year. I've only been to two cup finals. Last one was Glasgow City. Hibernian won 2-1. This was slightly less of a competition. <laughs> at 9-0, shall we say. But some fantastic goals. One of the standouts, uh, Lizzie Arnott was her name. 22 year olds, so kind of similar age to myself, which you know you can relate to. <laughs> Scoring five goals in a <coughs> football match, uh, which I've I've totally done. <laughs> um, but she had a fantastic volley in the second half in particular. So there, there were some good goals. I think some of the worst own the worst own goal I've ever seen All right. from a Celtic player. I couldn't entirely understand how she'd managed to put it in the back of her own net. <gasps> uh, I remember the Celtic team actually tried to huddle after three 0 All right, okay. <laughs> that went that went well. But I thought it was refreshing to te- see a team with such success on the Saturday could get royally pumped on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives the rest of us hope. Um, some interesting things, though. There was a few gentlemen uh, that went to this women's football match by themselves. Uh, there was a, an Asian gentleman just in front of us right. who just smiled on random occasions. And I was like, do you just get your kicks out of watching women's football? <laughs> like, wh- I was really weirded out because I just couldn't... Eh- Get your head I couldn't quite work it out. I was like, I don't want to be around when the final whistle goes. Um, so that was a bit weird, but uh, no, a decent turnout, not a great turnout. I think women's football. Watched a documentary about it recently, actually. I think there were 3,000 registered women footballers in Scotland. Is that right? Of a population of 5 million, which is a bit. Yeah. It's a bit meh. Mm. Uh, but I thought it was quite exciting. You ever watched any women's football yourselves? I, I've watched it before, but I, I need to be honest, it doesn't interest me a lot. Doesn't uh, float your boat. I, I can watch it every so often, but yeah. it would need to be like a a final, like obviously that you were at. But yeah, I'm a glory hunter. Um, that's all I've been to. And like sometimes you get like the European sort of finals, I suppose. Yeah. But 
that's out with that. I, I can't say I've ever sat down and watched any other sort of women's football and no. I must admit, I was there mainly to hand out, uh, you know, my business card. Hi there, Paul. You might have heard my voice <clears throat> on the tonight. <laughs> Although you can never tell with women footballers, is <laughs> is one thing I'd say which goal they're they're striking for. Um, <laughs> but I thought the well, the star strikers for Hibernian, uh, Abby Harrison. Uh, all right, yeah. looks exactly like the girl in the Clique program that Darren and I watch all the time, <laughs> and are big fans of. Have you ever seen Clique before, Andrew? Clique, Clique. No, you've not seen Clique. No. It's a treat. It's on BBC <laughs> iPlayer. It's all about. It's like an Edinburgh uni student, basically. Yeah, where life gets a bit funky. No thanks. But it's all. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's all very glamorous. And uh, but that's who she reminded of. But um, I'm excited. They're back at the Falkirk Stadium. I think on Thursday the seventh right. of June. And Lizzie Arnott has been picked. So hopefully another few more goals. I see she got some goals against Rangers uh, at the weekend. All right. I think Hibs are actually one of the only full time teams in Scotland. Um, as far as the women's game is concerned, mm. um, I was I was surprised that there was such a gulf in terms yeah. of. Uh, I thought Celtic could have been half decent. Well, they only they only really beat them kind of three four nil earlier on this season. So yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I know uh, I was speaking to a few girls that play for Celtic. You know, at the younger level at school were very disappointed. <laughs> I think Hibs were kind of giving it loudly in the run up, like yeah. you know, we won the last cup. However. The biggest hooligans of the lot were the Hibernian players <laughs> after the full-time whistle when they won. It was like, you know, bouncing about, championies. They were celebrating more vigorously than I've seen any of the men. I, I did see a bit of that, actually. Yeah. Hooligans, Dan. <laughs> Absolute hooligans. Just shouting championies. I was worried for my own safety, not because of the wee bloke, pervy bloke in front of me, but <laughs> also because of the women. They were bouncing about, shouting. Uh, but it was also nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, the only trophy I've seen lifted at the Falkirk Stadium in... Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very exciting. It's always a pleasure to play uh, Sunshine on Leith. Uh, you can always pretend that uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice moment to to see. So I would thoroughly recommend it. Check it out on the iPlayer. There's a wee baldy man that speaks in, in Gaelic at you. <laughs> <laughs> but see if you can spot me in the first kind of five, ten minutes. Anyway, beyond the women's game, which is still being played throughout the summer. So if you fancy getting along, give that a go. We also have more summer football, don't we, Darren? Yes, we do. <laughs> the Sofa Manager Special Competition, offering comprehensive coverage of a competition no one else is comprehensively covering. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> it is the Sofa Manager Bet Fred Cup. So those draws took place uh, elegantly, as usual, on BT Sport. Did you see the draw? On the Friday. I never saw the draw, but Gosh, checked it, it off afterwards. Awful. Much as I did it earlier, uh, you know, saying Jack Ross uh, is the manager of Sunderland signing for Sunderland, Rob McLean very much did the same, you know, they would say Group A, Hearts, yes that's Hearts and Group A, and then they'd pick out another ball. There's got to be more exciting ways of doing the draw, Yeah, a, yeah. a la Rod Stewart, a la Rod Stewart. <laughs> I it, love it brilliant. should be a drinking game frankly <laughs> as to odd numbers, even numbers. I say you even make it a penalty shootout with different, you know, holes in whichever bag they managed to get it into depends on the, the caliber of the team that you get hearts couldn't organize chairs for a stadium i don't think we can organize that well <laughs> draw was done down south um is it down south yeah, yeah in the bt sports studio all right yeah. not even on scottish soil because that's like that's when they've done the, the scottish review didn't they? exactly review. so are you looking forward to it darren uh, yes, I. I always quite like this competition. I think it's just because it starts in the summer, so 
I'm a big fan. It's more casual. It's more relaxed. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to be working at it. You know, it's going to be a <laughs> bit more of a uh, an imposition. But you know, it's a competition I enjoy. You know, sunset football um, and a lot of success for Falkirk last season. <laughs> we'll get into who's in their group this season. However, is it a competition you look forward to, Andrew? I mean, I enjoyed it last year, but the aftermath I really didn't so I'm not mm. really going to hold out hope. I kind of hope we get knocked out well <laughs> get in touch uh, with your thoughts do you um, enjoy the competition it's something you go along to and what would you like to see us cover about the competition as well so Darren shall yes. we take a kind of brief run through the groups yeah why not uh, split into north and south which have no relevance at all in terms of geographical location <laughs> um, I think it's on the pools though I think I was a bit confused because Falkirk and Steny, Steny were on different they're in different sections like areas but it's how you're seeded just call it zone A and zone B <laughs> so in group A who do we have in group A Darren in group A we have Ross County Dundee mm. United Arbroath Elgin City and Aloha Athletic Aloha with their amazing <laughs> new Hawaiian away kit the more I say it the more it becomes true I think this is quite competitive Ross County now down in the championship Mm-hmm. Uh, try to retain some of their players and only Liam oh, Fontaine that's a good point, actually, yeah. uh, signed up I think the boy the fullback Naismith um, is wanted by a few clubs so he might, might not be sticking about including Aberdeen uh, Burton Albion as well in for that so we'll see how that goes but two similarly equal teams there I'd uh, say so yeah what Aloha and well Ross well <laughs> Ross, County, County, well, Ross County, County Dundee United <laughs> and Aloha three championship teams I suppose ah but Dundee United aren't very good well they've got Nicky Clark now they are they are signing yep. strongly. It, well, you know, but, um, <laughs> whether that helps, whether the manager even could be the same. Hopefully, doesn't come out to say he wants to kill them. Yeah, I think Elgin will probably struggle. Um, I'd say so in this group, and a a broth, broth, they can hope for a few points. They do know, okay, yeah. aye, yeah. Crest the wave that hits the the banks next to the stadium. <laughs> hope to smoke the rest of the competition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting on a comment. Dum dum. <laughs> Uh, so that's quite interesting. And Group B, we've got St Johnston, Falkirk, Montrose, East Fife, and Forfar. Uh, right, that sounds like I'm quite worried about Montrose. Well, Montrose, uh, yeah. Forf- because, no, because I don't think they're going to score. But if you looked at the team of the season, Montrose, left back, right back, two centre backs, goalkeeper, all Montrose. Mm-hmm. League two. Yeah, but still, we've got <laughs> Sean Dillon. Do you not see his impact he has with Dundee United? <laughs> Can't wait to play against him again. You know, a very a very strong, organised team that did very, very well in League 2 last year. Waltzed it right up to the wire and when Peter Head even punted it in the playoffs as well. Um, I I, the main two teams here, obviously, St. Johnson and Falkirk. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect they to. I'd expect St. Johnson to run away with it, to be honest. But it depends what kind of team they play, because I don't know how seriously they'll take it. I think, um, you know, reflective of St. Johnson and Falkirk two seasons ago, and Falkirk really struggled um, against St. Johnson, I thought. And to be fair, it was a, a dismal game. Yeah. Uh, so I can predict more of the same. I hope that one's at home. Uh, to actually <laughs> add a Premiership team to the Falkirk Stadium in a long time. Uh, so that would be that would be nice to see. Uh, speaking of C, uh, Group C, a segue. <laughs> Hear that smoothness, Andrew. <laughs> Who's so, in so Group smooth. C? Uh, group C. Then we have Hearts, Inverness, Rafe Rovers, yeah. Cowden Beef. And Cove Rangers. Oh, Cowden Beef and Cove's going to be brutal. <laughs> Jeez, they had flipping, what, four players sent off 
That yeah. is going to be a grudge match. I need to try and Never get thought into about that. Actually, that would be good. If that's the kind of myth I'm going with, like red flares for Cove <laughs> Rangers I Ultras. <laughs> I think that's my favourite group, actually. Uh, I can't because believe it's quite interesting to have like Inverness and Wraith in the same oh, group. Stuff so. Inverness and Wraith. This is about <laughs> counting beef and Cove Rangers <laughs> and the battle for who should be in the league. Stuff the rest of them. Um, I don't know. I love that grudge match. Aye, but you think Hearts for this one, Darren? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, looking on paper, it does look like that. But you might have a surprise team there pops out. Come on, Cove. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. They did all right a few seasons ago. Aye, they did. Yeah. This is the problem with this format: is it doesn't encourage upsets, does it? No, uh, no not really. You know, so it, it is very difficult for these teams to sustain. But they'll be out to prove a point against Rotten Countenbeath. <laughs> Come on. They really just went downhill horribly. Oh, I hate, I hate Cownbeath. The place is a crumbling wreck. <laughs> so I think a lot of people would like to see them go down, to oh, be honest. No. But speaking, of crum- speaking of crumbling wrecks, in Group D, Dundee. Dundee, uh, United or Dundee? Dundee. Dundee. I would have said United. We've talked about them in Group A, Andrew. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry. Dunfermline, Stirling Albion, Brecon City and Peter Heed. Brecon City to win. A game. A game. <laughs> uh, I think Brecon they'd be hoping for the win against probably Sterling or Peterhead. That's interesting because it's two League Two teams, uh, two Premiership teams, so that could be. Two Premiership teams. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. What, what, what sorry. was that, Paul? They were formerly of the Premiership, Andrew, that's what I meant. Um, but so Sterling, Peterhead, and Brecon, that. That'll... Yeah, it might be quite interesting to see how their games go. Could be quite close. You'd, they'd maybe hope, maybe Peterhead could get something against Dunfermline would be their mm. their best hope. I think Dundee probably won't be that motivated either uh, to get much further in this competition. So if there is going to be an upset, I think D could be the one. Yeah, probably. He could be the one so far. Anyway, to the <laughs> south side. Yes. South side is the best off. side. <laughs> the west side, sorry. Uh, so in Group E, we have Partick, Morton, Albion, and Ayr. Yeah. And Stensmuir. Right, so we have... Uh, this is weirdly weird. This is weirdly drawn. Because um, yeah. Ayr are above Albion Rovers <laughs> in the pecking order. Because they... How do they seed this on, like... I'm not sure, really. C- right. So, Partick, Morton, and Air United, three yeah. championship sides, which is frustrating because they're going to play each other a horrendous amount of other times this season as well. Very true, yeah. Uh, and Albion Rovers and Stelsmere both league one. one. If memory serves me right, I'm sure Air done well last season. Uh, they, they were in the same group as Kelly last season, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they had uh, some broadcast games. Yeah. Were they. Right, who got through? I'm sure Air got through with Kelly. Livingston got through, Falkirk got through. I think Air might have got through. Because yeah. obviously the way this works is, you know, if you top the group, you go through the best four runners up. Go through, go through. So we'd expect you'd expect eight Premiership sides and four Championship sides mm-hmm. is what you're really looking for, ideally. Um, it would be interesting to see how Partick face up against Morton. Um, uh, we don't know how Morton are going to fare now. Very changed sides. Um, Probably more ambitious. Air United, yeah, that's what I was the side to. with momentum, and I think they'll be quite well supported in these games. So I think it could be Air. I, I think, yeah, I think they've got but a good record. Bet, the Betfred Cup, no one really does turn up for it though, do Because well, it, it starts when people are on holiday, and you're just kind of like, do you want to pay this before you get a season ticket? Is it worth it? Yeah, it's basically like a pre-season yeah. sort of start of the tournament, isn't it? So. That'd be quite interesting because obviously no Premiership team there, so. Yeah. 
We'll see how that goes. Uh, F, we've got Hamilton, Livingston, Berwick Rangers, Irgiones, and Annan Athletic. Won the Annan. Won the Annan. <laughs> well, Andrew tips them. Uh, I think Livy might win this group. I think it could be an interesting sighter to see how Livy... Actually, no. Shut up, Paul. The Betfred <laughs> Cup is not a sighter for how well anyone's going to do in the season. As we've covered uh, with great detail in our previous one. Yeah! Again, Hamilton probably won't really care. They'll just be looking at survival. And it's quite weak. I think the rest I of the I think group... that, that's probably the most... Well, I suppose it is a bit boring, that group. It's not really... It's quite top-heavy with two yeah. Premiership sides and everyone else League 1 and uh, 2. Yeah. I think Annan and Berwick are League 2. Airdrie are League 1. Uh, League 1. Yeah, yeah, League, League 1. And yeah. G, Darren, who do we have uh, there? Group G, we have Motherwell, Queen of the South. Cots. <laughs> Uh, Clyde, Embra City, and Stranraer. That's no competition there. Uh, yeah, I think Motherwell should walk that. Yeah, Motherwell. But I hope they go away to Stranraer. Because <laughs> that's always a pleasant thing. Queen of the South, how do you think they'll be this season? Uh, pretty bad. Dobby. It's uh, just, that's all you need to say. <laughs> I know that in the, on the sofamanager.com website, John Brown's kind of spoken about Queen of the South have kind of crested a wave as well and aside from Stephen Doby the squad's kind of ageing it's a bit tired and they've struggled to kind of reach the heights of the playoffs and things that they have in recent yeah, seasons they fell off last season really. and they've always been a team that's really struggled in this competition finishing like bottom second bottom yeah, yeah so I don't expect big things I feel like there. Derek Lyle might give them a bit of motivation though <laughs> maybe possibly one and still going maybe so you think in Embra City yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for <Fareed. laughs> In Group H, we've got Kelly, St Mirren, the Buddies. We've got Dumbarton, now a League One team. Queen's Park of League uh, One. League two. Is it two? League Two, now, yeah. Right, thanks, experts. Yeah. And Spartans of the Lowland League. So, you know, you get to play at Hamden before <laughs> the cup final, <laughs> as long as they're still allowed to play at Hamden. Um, two Premiership. Teams. Yeah, another kind of fairly local derby in Kilmarnock and St Mirren. It's not an Ayrshire derby or anything like that. Um, or even a Renfrewshire derby. Um, well, it's not really a derby then, I suppose, is it? <laughs> it's uh, hard to say what Mother- uh, sorry, uh, St Mirren's going to be like. Yeah. Until, until this tournament starts, I suppose. It'd be interesting to see how yeah. Dumbarton go, actually. Uh-huh. They, they're always quite nippy, though. So, Hmm. I think Dunbar could be interesting. I think Queen's Park and Spartans will play it out for for last place. Uh, Queen's Park struggled in the competition last year, uh, being well and truly thumped yep. by Motherwell at Hamden, who played <laughs> twice <laughs> at Hamden in that competition, interestingly enough, um, on the television. Uh, so, no, looking forward to it. You got anything else to add there, Darren? Uh, no, not really. I was. I never actually jotted down when they. Thai start, but I'm sure it's middle of July, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a July the 8th feeling about it, or maybe late July. Somewhere along those times, so footballers, get back from your fancy jaunts. <laughs> uh, I've been seeing on Instagram, I think we had Camberry and the Australian boy McLaren were in Dubai. Yeah. We've obviously seen Craig Sibbald. Hey, <laughs> uh, was he in Magaluf? Uh, Magaluf, I'm sure it was, yeah. Smacking his tooth off a Buckfast bottle. I mean, I don't think he chipped his tooth there and then. But I kind of hope he didn't. Coincidental. I tell you, footballers just have royally rubbish tasting drink. Who was it that was drinking the MD twenty twenty after? Yeah, uh, Cal Patterson. Yeah, so that could be the name of the St Mirren and then Stadium. MD twenty twenty arena. Who's the other young boy? Bryson was drinking a bottle of Buckfast. Yeah, Craig, Craig uh, Bryson. Craig Bryson, aye. Uh, he plays with Cardiff. Yeah, Bryson plays with Cardiff. Aye, he moved. 
Zendi and Buffast, huh? Formula One, you've got all this wonderful champagne, bottles <laughs> of wine in the summer. If you win the Indy 500, you drink this wonderful glass of milk. Is the Valleys not in Cardiff? Who? The Valleys. Yeah. Isn't, wasn't that like a mad junkie show on the MTV for a bit? Oh, you're right, actually. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. It was like a Geordie show but for Welsh people. So Welsh I feel like... Geordie show. <laughs> what would the Scottish equivalent of that look like? Though? Glow. Glow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That never Good picked. Uh, Definitely not. Yeah. They tried to be so made in Chelsea with that, but after one episode of the handicap shot of like a lock on a canal, <laughs> <laughs> you were basically like, nah, they've not quite got the gist here. We also had the scheme as well, which I think was, the scheme was brilliant. Yeah, phenomenal. Some of the Kilmarnock fans can get some decent sponsorship behind them there. Um, something along those lines. So, so very exciting. Pick up your alcohol choices, <laughs> <laughs> footballers of the world, because I don't think we'll see the likes of what will Carius be drinking over the next <laughs> wee while. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, drowning his sorrows. Drowning his sorrows. There we go. So I think <laughs> I think that's an apt point <laughs> to round off our coverage uh, on. So thank you very much for listening from me, Paul. Uh, don't forget also to check out the website sofamanager.com any of our social media pages at Sofa Manager. Give us a like and a subscribe, it helps us a lot. And comment with any of the duff information we've given you. <laughs> Feel free to give, correct us. Give me a few. Also, I'll be starting my uh, petition for Aloha to have a Hawaiian themed away shirt in the coming days, so please do sign up to that. I'll need to try and get a mock up of that <laughs> as well. And <laughs> rebrand the Indra. We could have a Hawaiian night for the Bet Fred Cup. <laughs> I think that would be brilliant. You get the wee tiki, you get the wee, the, wee, the cocktail. What, the hula girls? Is that what you're trying to ah, we have some Malibu, they'll like that. <laughs> oh, hula girls in Alabama, I don't, think, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Don't think anyone. <laughs> yeah, free hula hoops, oh dear. Put that, put that with a belly away, hen. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening from me, going off topic. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, from Dan. Cheers. From who? Andrew. Brilliant. <laughs> future radio broadcaster there so have a good evening a good afternoon and a good morning see you next week <laughs> <laughs>